Counting down from five, four, three, two. Doors closing. Doors open on the left at George's place. This is George's place. Welcome to George's place. Please use a coaster. Yo! Yo, look who just showed up. Hey, hey, drama. Pa pause it, man. Pause it. Pause it. Oh, I got it. I just... I just popped some popcorn. If you want some, kick those shoes off. You know what? Here. Grab the whole bag for me. I'm about to snag a brew for you and Drama. How about you check out what he's got pulled up in the living room? Hey, hey. Let's get geared up for a GP trilogy. Real question is, what movie are we going to launch off to and undertake on this epic journey? There, join me on the couch. Vert's probably gonna seat check you on the throne over there. So yeah, come over here underneath the neon. All right, all right. Hey, beer coming in. Icy like a hockey puck. Straight up. Booze. <coughs> so drama's been pushing the prequels hard all day. As you know, we've been planning for this. And it looks like episode one is already on the TV. Now that you're here, though, we can finally settle this debate. What is the best trilogy to start this binge? All right. Clearly, the best trilogy has to be the prequels of Star Wars. I'm talking about episode one, two, and three. You got George Lucas's true vision of the trilogy that he wanted to create. You had this political thriller. The sheer scope is so much larger than the originals. And not to mention the fight scenes. I'm talking Qui-Gon Maul, Obi-Wan Maul, Yoda vs. Dooku, Yoda vs. Palpatine. That's a classic Duel too. Of the Fates. I mean, even the music is just absolutely killing it. And I really think it's a testament to George that this was his pure vision and they just believed in him to make it happen. Yeah, 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 okay, okay. Everyone loves pod racing. We get it. Everyone loves pod racing. But but let's not invalidate the original trilogy. If we're talking Star Wars, how are we not talking OG Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi? We know these as episodes four, five, and six. If we are going to watch Star Wars, well, let's agree that the practical effects in the OG trilogy were better than the 2000 CGI. These immersive film techniques uh, were not limited by their technology, unlike, let's say, rendering uh, Jar Jar Binks in Episode 1. And hey, still ahead of its time, though. Yeah, no, no disagreement there, uh, but we're talking about a watching, viewing experience. And the OG trilogy had a all-star cast. We, I mean, this includes our hero, Harrison Ford. We've got hot Carrie Fisher. And let's be honest, the OG Star Wars is so quotable. Never tell me the odds. We've got mind-blowing world-building, and it birthed the galaxy of the source material we love today. I'll say it, Ewoks 
are better than Gungans. Just barely. You so don't like episode one? <laughs> but we've opened Pandora's box. It would be unconscionable to mention trilogies without including the battle for Middle Earth. I'm talking Lord of the Rings, baby. Fly, you fools. And also The Hobbit, let's be real. So we've got Lord of the Rings. If if we are watching a, a trilogy at GP, I'm going to pitch Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring, Two Towers, Return of the King, and we're not fucking around. We're talking Extendo Edition. Obviously, the runtimes are collectively over 11 hours. Of, they do take forever. It is a mass-scale war. And, and this is everything the fantasy world would want. We've got uh, totally different factions. We've got wizards, orcs, hobbits, humans, more wizards. We've got them all. We've got elves. We've got cryptids. We've got anything you could imagine. And, and listen, Tolkien made up a language. You always know how a uh, character is going to react, but you're, you're not going to know what's going to happen when you're watching Lord of the Rings. It always keeps you on the edge of your seat. Somehow Two Towers is the best of the three, but I'm down to watch at least six hours of movie tonight. And while I agree, let's not forget about The Hobbit. This was Tolkien's first novel and is honestly a renowned masterpiece. You have to admit the movie provides a much more appreciated prequel to the epic. And it really establishes the Lord of the Rings. It, it's what comes before it. If this wasn't to happen, Frodo and his epic journey were not to occur. The factions are established. There's moral gray in Middle-earth. There's grounded characters and a relatable story. Maybe not as epic in scale, but certainly still there in all of its fantasy elements that Tolkien really brings to the big screen. And let's give uh, The Hobbit some credit here. Uh, maybe unlike the prequels, The Hobbit CGI is fire. Oh, yeah. That dragon is yeah, fucking Yeah, yeah. The desolation of Smaug. Smaug. <laughs> oh, Smaug. If we're going to bring up the best universes created, we've already gone through two. And some of the most popular movies, we got to talk about the Avengers. You think we're going to leave the superheroes out of this debate? No way, man. All right, so let's get into it. The Avengers is the culmination of all of these awesome comic movies. It's a true marvel that it's even possible to tie each and every storyline together, convincing global threats always provided grand consequences that literally rippled throughout the universe into the other movies not to mention the fight scenes man those are really some things that are truly something to marvel towards and i don't say that just to be punny but the slow-mo the effects it's all just so well done well i mean if we're talking trilogies so we're only considering the marvel movies we're not talking about iron man 3 we're not talking about uh thor ragnarok and here's the thing with the Avengers. I love superheroes, don't get me wrong, but let's be honest, every hero has plot armor in that movie. And that is the reason why, if we're watching superhero movies, I'm trying to watch the Christopher Nolan Batman movies. I'm Batman. Yeah, I mean, those movies really introduce a whole ton of Jeopardy. They really keep you on the edge of your seat. Definitely that different genre to that superhero s style film. That's just awesome. Christian Bale's Batman has maybe the best villain in our modern era. Can we get an R.I.P. to Heath Ledger? Rest in peace, my man. The movies are less about the actual acts of the Batman and more about the overarching plot points of, like, you know, this Gotham City 
uh, uh, reformative drama. I mean, it's headlined with action, but we have true crime. We have romance. We have some of the most brutal civilian caught in the crosshair situations, man. What about Two-Face? Like, what? I mean, it was fucking crazy. <laughs> I mean, they blew up a whole football stadium, bro. They blew up a hospital. <laughs> and... and, and Hey, that's that's gonna get the juices flowing in GP. It feels like an Oscar nom trilogy, um, more than like that summer blockbuster Avengers vibe. That realism in the fighting scenes has me thinking, though, if uh, if that's what we're looking for for this uh, this movie fest, what if we lean into a gun blazing masterpiece? You know, something of a solo hero of sorts. It starts with a J. I know you know what I'm thinking of. Let's say it at the same time. Ready? One, two, three. James John Bo- Wick. What? Oh, oh what? I, I, I gotta, I gotta disagree with you there, Vert. John Wick, Keanu Reeves. I mean, the dude is just dank. I'm talking about Gun Fu. It's literally directed by fight choreographers. We were talking about fighting earlier. Literally, some of the most sexy fight scenes you'll ever see in an action movie ever, in my opinion. He literally goes on a true revenge story yeah. after the death of his dog in that yeah. first movie it's 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 literally something that i would do if i lost my pup and i would do the same as him i would go after and i would make sure every single person pays <laughs> not to mention there's not even a flop in the trilogy and they're still pumping them out so who's to say what epic tales john wick is about to go on and not to mention the blood and the gore and just the pacing of everything it really keeps you uplifted and is such an awesome addition to the action franchise it seems to me that john wick with each movie adds another crucial element to the movie not in a negative way sometimes when you get these trilogies or these you know these quad type movies it seems to drag on right it seems like oh we've seen this done this and somehow with the john wick movies like it's the same plot and it's it just seems to be getting better right they're really peeling the layers almost like an onion you might say about that underground assassin brotherhood that they have in that movie and i love it so the real J hero, in my opinion, we've got blonde, 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 blonde. We've got Daniel Craig, blonde, Bond. For our generation, he has established himself as one of the best spies ever, even even if he's you know British and doesn't brush his teeth. And and listen. I'll even say it. He might be the only British person in the history of British people to brush their teeth. The reasons why we should watch 007, The Blonde Bond, I mean, Casino Royale, we uh, we should watch these because, listen, James Bond always bangs the hottest girl in the movie, just like us. Oh, yeah, of course. Stakes are always huge. The odds are always unreal i mean listen it's almost always to james bond exclusively spending money on gadgets like i don't know what else that that he would do i mean you know what i think john wick would have a pretty tough time dealing with the one and only james bond john wick would put up a fight but uh james bond might uh you know might finesse with the martini beforehand heavy hitters aside our guest might be interested in something a little more, I don't know, lighthearted adventure, and we love some classics here at GP. How about the uh, the original Jurassic Park, or even Indiana Jones? Let's be honest, 
the Jurassic Park trilogy is one of the most immersive trilogies that we've had. I know you remember watching these movies thinking that we are living in the dinosaur era. Literally just absolutely terrified me. Every childhood has a dream of seeing a dinosaur. And Jurassic Park, they did it even outside of the childhood dream. It's everyone's dream to at least see a dinosaur at one point in their life. It has a genre shift. Jurassic Park goes from some type of sci-fi mad scientist movie to a survival adventure to a horror movie at the end when the dinosaurs are killing people. And they do not hold back in that movie whatsoever. They're not pulling the camera for anything. You get to see it all. One thing I also like about Jurassic Park is there are big picture implications, especially ending one and going into two. You're thinking, oh, shit. What happens if these dinosaurs escape this island, man? And and the, the cool thing about Jurassic Park is we beat them strictly because of gunpowder. All right. If we're talking adventure, though, let's be real here. Let's talk about the one and only Indiana Jones. We're talking about George Lucas's franchise earlier. This is easily his second best. He gets to reprise another awesome role. Harrison Ford. I love the guy. He's just so dank. We love Harrison Ford, man. You talk about Harrison Ford movies in this apartment. You are getting two allies to that conversation. I really think it's another masterclass from George Lucas with the, his ability to get the most out, not of only his cast, but his creative juices, really. You got to think about all the different things that they really went to, all the different places and time hops that they made in those shows in order to keep a really cohesive store together. And not to mention, who doesn't love kill Nazis? Yeah, yeah, let's kill some Nazis, man. And the music just ties everything together so well. They really have such an awesome job over at Lucasfilm, John Williams, that entire group. It's really just some classic movies that are just so well made that they're just timeless. So we've got a bunch of movie options right now. I mean, I can't even decide how to think about one of these. Like, we have at least eight heavy-hitting movies right now. What are we going to do with these movies, man? Mm, All right. This is complex. We're going to have to tier list this for Pull out the whiteboard. Okay, okay, okay. I've got the marker ready. If we're tier listing this, let's start top to bottom. Tier one movies. Tier one trilogies. Where are we landing? See, I was pretty into the prequels, but on second thought, I think I'm going to have to put the number one spot. It's It's got to be... The OG Star Wars. I'll concede. I'll concede. Let's let's say the Star Wars franchise one through six, the OG and the prequels at one A one B tier one one A one B Star Wars holds supreme. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. We can throw them. We can throw them into each other at the same time. And I'm also gonna pitch uh, uh, Lord of the Rings. We've got uh, the Lord of the Rings franchise. Not all of them. We're not including The Hobbit, but just the trilogy, The Lord of the Rings. Uh, I think that's a tier one movie. I guess I'll concede as well. I, I can't really put it in tier two, especially with these other movies that we've discussed so far. I, I guess yeah, I'd have to throw it up there as well. But if if we're gonna start off. I've got to say that Batman has to be the number one, 2A, 
you know, it's it's in tier two, but it's got to be the best of the tier two. Yeah, moving to tier two for sure. I think Batman is a perfect tweener between the Christopher Nolan Batmans between tier one and two. You want to give it that, but let's be honest, the third movie with, with Bane, it didn't quite end the series how you wanted it to. Uh, it, it didn't, but it, it still did a pretty good job. And, you know, those movies were definitely some of the most thrilling things to come out when they were coming out. With that being said... The close 2B has to be Indiana Jones. I mean, it's George Lucas's other awesome franchise, Lucasfilm. They're they're just killing it, and they really know how to put a saga together. We love Indy, too. Like, it, Harrison Ford can do no wrong in our eyes. I think Indiana Jones trilogy is a lock for Tier 2 uh, tier ranking trilogies. Also, let's throw John Wick up in there. I know, I, I know you are a huge John Wick fan, and if oh, this was— for sure. If this was just your list— John Wick might be in tier one. I mean, possibly, dude. It it really set the whole espionage, gun, action, spy flick kind of on its head with just how new and exciting it was and how it was able to really interest people to spur on the amount of movies that it has now. All right, let's conclude with tier two then. We've got the, we've got a few tier two rankings, and let's move into the bottom tier. Tier three, not the not the most elite trilogies, but still worth noting. Avengers is going to kind of headline my first tier three uh, movie. I, I feel like it could sneak into tier two, especially if you love superheroes, but it's not making it in my mind. Yeah, I. I can agree with that. I mean, when looking up at the tier one and the tier two options and me thinking about Avengers, I would have to probably put it around the same playing field. But then again, though, these tier three trilogies are still some cream of the crop type franchises. So let's not, you know, throw too much shade on them. They're just they're just not a cut above the rest, you know. Furthermore, we'll we'll throw Hobbit in there. We'll throw Blonde Bond 007 in there and uh Jurassic Park to take the cake at the very end is tier three. Uh, what do you think about that? Yeah, I do think that's a pretty good summarization of the tiers, at least with the, the trilogies that we've spoken about so far. But at the same time, I do think that we got to provide some honorable mentions. You know, I'm talking Rocky. Godfather. Ocean series. Born. Mission Impossible. Transformers. Uh, Shia LaBeouf version. Yeah, so. Shia LaBeouf only. And pirates of the caribbean baby i mean those are some heavy hitters too some uh, definitely worthy of an honorable mention oh for sure and just because we haven't had the opportunity to you know offer them or maybe watch them tonight maybe you can come over and we can watch them some other time besides that can we think of any other trilogies that might make this list you know whatever i think i could probably put my head on a couple just to name a few die hard fast and furious alien shrek spider-man terminator matrix scream saw a paranormal activity the conjuring planet of the apes star trek mad max and back to the future running riot now this is a list fuck well i don't think we're any closer to deciding what movie we want to watch so Let's just watch episode one, man. It's already pulled up, right? Yeah. Hit the play button, Vert. Thank you for listening to the George's Place podcast. We are brought to you by George's Place Media Network. This episode is released under a Creative Commons attribution, no commercial, no derivative work license, which means please share, distribute, but do not change. 
As always, reach out to us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at It's George's Place, and you can always find us at www.itsgeorgesplace.com. George's Place Media Network. Well, thanks for sticking around. We just like to disclaim that George's Place does not own any of the exclusive license or copyright of the sounds or music used in this production. Furthermore, if there are any questions regarding the fair use of the sounds and music, please have an attorney send us an email at itsgeorgesplace at gmail.com and we would be more than happy to speak on this topic. It's time to shut down the neon light. And please, use a coaster.